he's like, Oi, I killed me a strangler from last night. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> Hello there, and welcome to another episode of Are You Ready for Another? The ongoing conversation about life, beer, and what lies ahead. I'm Michael Moyer. And I'm Kevin Murphy. All right, Kevin, what are you drinking? So tonight I have Land Grant's Quadra Hopic version 1.2 IPA. So they have Land Grant has this Quadrohopic IPA series that they release every quarter. So apparently this is the second one in the the quarter. Mm-hmm. Um but uh on the website it says harmonizing in perfect balance building towards a hoppy crescendo of citrusy lemon and floral notes. And mm-hmm. I love how there's like <laughs> there's a little scale um so the it's like a graphic and and there's six beers you know six beers so it's it's four out of six in the crushable uh rating which i don't know really what that means but crush but i just love how they they have a crushable rating for it so (laughs) um i would i'm sure the crushable rating is you know you've heard it's a session it's a sessionable beer. Like, oh, yeah. A session. Uh-huh. I think crushable is like the more bro way of saying, dude, you can crush a few of these, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Your dad would say Bush Light is very crushable. It's, it's a, yeah. fi- what was the rating out of five? Was that what it's, it, it's, so it was four out of six. Okay. So your dad would be like, Bush Light is a 10 out of six for yeah. crush- <laughs> crushability. <laughs> oh, Actually, man. okay. From here on out. From this episode forward, we need to add our our crush uh crushable rating. <laughs> oh, okay, I like that idea. Yeah, and that way you can say eh, it's pretty good. That's like a six out of six for Kevin. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so okay, so based on based on the past, um, we should. I don't want to give it a, like a number. I want to be mm. like where it can be, but it it needs to be like. Oh, it's three crushable cans, or you know, like, right, right, <laughs> something like that. Yeah, um, but uh, yeah, let's think about it. Let's, uh, you know, future listeners, we're we're definitely um, going to be, you know, rocking the crush. Uh, yeah, as we go forward. So, if you had to give it a, a rating right now, let's just say let's follow the out the land grant out of six. I, I don't know how they chose six, but let's just for this episode, we'll go with it. Okay. What would you rate it? You know. Obviously, they gave it a four out of six, right? Um, yeah. What, what would you What would you crush it with? Um, you know, you know what? I would I would have to go a lower number if if we're still going to use the six scale. I don't think I'd give it a four. Mm-hmm. I think I'd probably give it a three because it just it has that citrus um, finish to it, mm-hmm. and it just I can't I can't see myself like oh I want to be crushing crushing these. Yeah. So <laughs> I'd say th- three out of six for the crushability. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. I'm on, I'm on Reddit right now. Um, and you know, Reddit is the source of all of modern knowledge right now. Right. So <laughs> the question is what is a crushable India pale ale? You know, my buddy got me some two roads, a little heaven and it says crushable India pale ale. I was curious what the crushable part is. The utmost upvoted comment is sounds like some bro turn for drinking a beer really easily. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then essentially down a little further down, someone's like, Yeah, crushable equals session. You know, exactly. Um 
it's kind of light drinking, you know, exactly. Think summer beers, low ABV, refreshing. Okay. You know, quote, I can drink 10 of these throughout the day and not be falling over. You know, I can crush okay. it. Okay. Um, gotcha. You know, I, can, I, can, <laughs> I can drink these all day and not get drunk. So. Right. <laughs> so, I, so I included the link. Uh, so click on it and you can see the little graphic for the, the crushability. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty awesome. Crushability. Yeah. No, I like that. Okay. Yeah. That's, yeah. All right, Land Grant, we're stealing your um, yeah. crushability <laughs> rating scale and, and we're even your graphics. And every time we do, we'll link directly to the Land Grant. <laughs> Anyways, my beer tonight is an Evil Twin Brewing out of New York, and it is the Imperial Wedding Cake Break. Um, and if you look at the link, uh, and I'll share this uh, a photo, it, you would think, okay, they're really going for the wedding cake aspect. And I, I, mm. I don't know what I expected, you know. I didn't know if I expected something super sweet and, you know, like wedding cake and stuff. But, right. but it's an imperial porter and definitely is a porter first and, and uh, first and foremost. Ah, uh-huh. It's got coffee, vanilla, almonds, and wedding cake. I'm not sure I taste wedding cake. Um, maybe my taste buds are a little off right now. I mean, I definitely taste the coffee and the vanilla. Yeah. Um, but wedding cake, not so much. Um, so... In my eyes, it might be good to have with wedding cake. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm not really a cake person, but you know, I should uh, maybe save this for a future thing. Um, right. Hey, did um, when you and Melissa got married? Did you know you do the save a piece of the wedding cake for a year or whatever it's supposed to be thing? Yeah. Yeah. Um. So the the wedding cake place that that we got our um uh, cake from, they actually baked us uh, a little one like fresh so we we got like a little one on our one year anniversary oh, that's fresh nice. yeah oh, oh wait kevin that's cheating you're supposed to have it in a freezer for a yeah <laughs> that's bs all right <laughs> yeah a, a, a year old t- uh, yeah, freezer yeah. burned yeah. wedding cake yeah. well ours actually wasn't too bad so we got um our and maybe we'll delve into this on another episode but uh, katie and i got married in a pop-up wedding, so, you know, it was not a traditional wedding whatsoever. It was like uh-huh. we just walked in a pizza place, and um, Kevin and Melissa were there, and, you know, family members and stuff. But uh, they asked what kind of cake we like, and um, I, I, again, I'm not a cake person, um, but... I when I do like cake, it's like uh, red velvet, and I know I know cake people. Red velvet is like a lie. Red velvet uh-huh. is just like dyed chocolate, right? <laughs> red, but okay, I don't need it dyed, but I still like the cream cheese and stuff on it. Like you know, like what uh-huh. is red velvet cake called? That's just chocolate cake with cream cheese on it. You yeah. know, like <laughs> whatever you know, uh-huh. you, you know. Uh, but I like red velvet. Um, so our pop-up wedding people that were running it, it was a husband and wife duo, uh, they like bought us a little cake from somewhere, and I don't even remember. I'm sure Katie uh, has it somewhere where we got it. And so it was literally just a, a tiny cake. Um, uh-huh. And we saved that piece for a year. It actually was surprisingly pretty good. Uh, we followed something online, was like, hey, when you unfreeze the cake, like let it thaw in the fr- refrigerator and then oh, you know, okay, yeah. do something with like, I'm making this up, but you, you had to do something with it, uh, like 
just to kind of get its moisture back a little bit and stuff just because of okay. the freezer burn but but it wasn't too bad but uh, but anyways don't <laughs> taste any wedding cake in this beer um yeah. it's definitely a, a porter <laughs> first uh with that coffee and it, it's it's okay i would give this a probably if the crushability index right is how many can i drink like we're chilling and i just want to keep drinking these i would give uh-huh. this a one um i don't think you want to be crushing these <laughs> right <laughs> mainly because it's 11.5 percent <laughs> right right um but um yeah, I was I, just I uh, like that that link that you included. I was just kind of scrolling down to like what s- people were saying, and there was one person that wrote a freaking book to review this beer. Do you do you see that review? Uh, let's see on the Reddit it, link. Uh, no, on the Beer Advocate link, they gave it up. Oh 4. yeah, 2. yeah, 5. yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm hey, like, man. holy cow. <laughs> And I'm guessing he doesn't know how to do uh, paragraphs. <laughs> right. <laughs> Lots of flavors going on. Uh, now, I will say, Mike is a huge fan of reviews, people actually reviewing the beers and stuff. Uh-huh. Um, and Untapped, if you ever get followed by Mike, you better actually review your beers or Mike will be like, unfollow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, so just a forewarning if uh, Miguel starts following you on Untapped. All right. Um, okay. So Kevin, you just got back from Nashville. Yes, I I was over the Memorial Day weekend. Uh, we went down there, uh, left on Thursday, um, and then drove back on Monday. Um, so it's kind of funny, kind of a. Uh, what we were talking about earlier with uh, the bro speak is uh, <laughs> when we were driving down there, I saw a like pimped up car and the license plate said, damn bra on the <laughs> license plate. <laughs> like B-R-A-W? No, B-R-A-H-H. Damn bra. Yeah. Damn, bra. Damn, bra. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so man. remember last episode, I was like, keep an eye out for fancy cars, and like in Nashville, they're all like Corvettes and stuff. Did did, did yeah. you notice anything like that, or um, like N- what kind of cars did you see? So I saw like everything. That that's what I, what was like cracking me up. So apparently, there's like big business of. Let's um, convert anything into a party bus, and we're just going to drive it around and let people drink. Uh huh. Yeah. So yeah. I I saw like it was it was insane. Like it, it was like a, a elongated F one fifty truck that like the whole back bed was like thirteen feet long, and there was just like <laughs> people like partying in that. And it was called like the the land yacht or something. Mm-hmm. Definitely saw the jacked up trucks. Saw <laughs> saw quite a few of those. Um, and the whole time, I just kept on thinking of my suspension goes ten inches high. <laughs> um, and then I saw like really crazy things, like old like military vehicles that they're like somebody bought and were like, "Hey, let's make this into like a a party." <laughs> 
party bus. And so there was like a military, you know, vehicle driving around. And and then I saw there was like a, an old school bus that they had cut the roof off and they had a freaking hot tub in the in the back of it. It was just like insane. The the ridiculous vehicles that I that I saw. <laughs> Did going you, around did you see the like drinking pedal cars the moving bars you know? yeah oh yeah oh yeah absolutely absolutely <laughs> Na- nashville was the first place that i saw that um and then you know i've seen it in other cities now dc has it and stuff and right. is it in columbus yeah. yet oh yeah. yeah i actually i actually saw it today i was down at the short north today and i saw it i saw it in the arena district and there was like it was completely full and i was like who's rocking the the pedal wagon on a wednesday <laughs> but apparently there are so you know how okay i guess the person steering right is uh-huh. not drinking but but in ohio you're not allowed to have passengers drink in your car you know okay so how how is it allowed? <laughs> like, I, I don't know. I mean, it's an awesome thing. Like, hey, let's get yeah. some exercise. And right, hey, right. Kevin, you're not pulling your weight. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which it just, I, I, I actually, I want to look more into those those pedal wagons because there there has to be some type of like electric motor or some type of assist with it because oh you think it's a lie like it's like yeah yeah yeah, that barrel in the front is really the motor and Uh like people just uh, yeah (laughs) like they they think they got to make it pedal it to make it go but in reality it's it's because you think about it it's like once people start drinking and like having a good time it's like they're not they're not gonna keep pedaling Mm -hmm. they're just gonna like you know and or it's or just like be there's... super inconsistent, right? Like, yeah, some people yeah. Go, oh, yeah, we forgot. <laughs> right, right. And then you're just like stopped in traffic because nobody's pedaling. So <laughs> I, I think there's a sorcery at, at work with those. Yeah. Um. Oops. But yeah, I saw I saw lots of lots of variations of of that type of uh, party. Yeah. Did you party. Get, did you um get to see any good music or anything? You know what? I saw so many people playing and my takeaway from that, you know, just like, you know, people, I mean, there was just music everywhere, you know, Mm -hmm. and my takeaway from it is everybody is insanely talented. I cannot believe how good like the acoustic guitar player in the Jack Daniels uh, hotel bar that we stay, you know, that was in yeah. our hotel, how good singing voice, you know, they had, you know, they could play any song that people like yelled out. It's just, it, it made me feel like inferior to, <laughs> to like just how much like these people are just like in it, you know, it's just, it's, yeah. um, it's just insane how good, um, musicians that they are yeah and there's like new orleans is another place like that like every like the bar band that you see at new orleans is like holy crap they are amazing right right um, yeah another place that's that way is austin uh that just you know there's these music cities right Uh ah yeah and i remember 
watching something or hearing something once that that Nashville was always known as this music city. I mean, there's there's just so much history with Nashville, right? With right. Recordings, uh-huh. and not just country music, but just lots of music. And right. when Austin started rocking with South by Southwest, and then okay. it was like, oh, that's the place to go for like not just music, but like they were stealing some of the quote unquote nashville artists right okay the, uh-huh. the, the the independent country people that'd be like well i'm gonna move to nashville that's the place to go and play right and they're like uh-huh. well no, instead i'm gonna go to austin you know austin's the hit place and so nashville actually had sent um has been trying to be like okay well we, we can't lose our nashville-ness right and i don't think yeah. they, they will but right it, it's right. one of those upgrowing things like a 18 year old alt musician of whatever genre when they think of like hip independent upcoming music scenes uh-huh are they going to think about austin or are they going to think about nashville and and, right. and and nashville is worried about the future right like yeah uh-huh. we want to keep that music coming alive and stuff but you're but you're so right every corner every bar every just random yeah. just right. amazing musicians <laughs> yeah <laughs> you know Okay, so we we had just exited out of the Country Music Hall of Fame, and um, I heard uh, I heard a song that has a lot of sentimental value because um, it was played at her cousin's funeral, and it actually like I actually got like goosebumps, you yeah. know, like when I when I heard the song, but yeah. not only was I getting goosebumps because that was that song but it was the the acoustic the girl that was playing acoustic guitar at this mm-hmm. like you know a, equivalent applebees of you know like what it was yep. just like an outside pub place she was just like just giving it her all like it was just in it just like it it, it was crazy she yeah. was so good at singing yeah. you know it was it was it was yeah. So the song you know. was um uh what was it called? Um I I hope you dance. Yeah. Yeah, Leon Womack. Um mm-hmm. Yeah. So if you want to bring a tear to the Levisy family side, yeah. <laughs> um put that on the jukebox, which I'm pretty right. sure like I've had several family members do that. And I'm like, "Whoa, whoa, 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 whoa." <laughs> We're yeah. drinking or when we're drinking crushable drinks, right. we don't want to like bring, drink it, our bring sun- it down yeah. a notch. The, the crushability yeah. scale is for happy drinks, right? Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that that's awesome. Um, yeah, and but I I I did see like what kind of what you were saying about. So there is a ton of construction going on. And they're trying to, like you said, like kind of try to make it more hip, like, you know, keep keep the country roots. But also mm-hmm. like so there's there's a district. Uh, it's called the Gulch and it's very like gentrified, but it's 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 everything's like real trendy and hip and stuff. And, you know, like Melissa and I, we we split off one night and had dinner at a restaurant there. And I mean, it's. You know, it's exactly like it just reminds me of like short north or something like that, where it's just everything is just like or you know, the, very modern and, yeah. you know, or the rind in um, 
Cincinnati. That's another example mm-hmm. of like kind of a place that's fallen down and they're they're trying to make it back. Uh, and stuff. Right, right. <laughs> yeah. Huh, that's cool. All right, so tell me about the hotel. It was the Gaylord, right? <laughs> Which I still don't know who that is. I've been meaning to, to Google that. So Gaylord was a person that has history with Nashville, but I don't know that history. So I, I, I still need to look that up. But um, so Melissa and I, it, so we were, we ended up going to work on Thursday and then we also drove to Nashville on Thursday. And that is the last time I ever want to try to do that because on a Thursday or just drive to Nashville. Well, like work and then try to like leave for a road trip. (laughs) I could like, I could do, I could do a plane, but it was just like, of course, super busy at work. I didn't get out of there when I was thinking I was going to get out of there. And then, you know, it puts us down there. So we leave Columbus, I think around three and it puts us down in Cincinnati around five. And of course there was like torrential downpours uh, happening, you know, during this time. So like our, (laughs) our uh, navigation popped up and it was just like, did you use Waze? No, we didn't Damn use it, Waze. Kevin, you need to download Waze. <laughs> Stop trusting your Honda or whatever's built into your Nissan. Okay, okay. That thing, yeah. Switch to Waze. You'll you'll All thank right. me tomorrow. Okay. <laughs> but go on, sorry. But anyways, it did, a message did pop up, and it said, save 28 minutes if you do this detour. Mm-hmm. And the fact, the fact that it said save 28 minutes just showed you how freaking ridiculous... Yeah traffic through cincinnati is especially at <laughs> five o'clock so like it takes us it takes us like probably a good 45 minutes to to get through cincinnati um doing this like kind of like you know we we got off of 71 and was like kind of cutting through and then you know back around and did uh, you know i don't mean to call you out right now but i am going to call you out mm. did this not cross your mind when you were planning on your your trip <sighs> Oh, hey, we're probably going to be hitting Cincinnati around this time. Um, well, here here's the thing: is we were supposed to leave earlier. Uh, okay, and we I it's all not, Melissa's fault. No. <laughs> no, 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 no. It's actually my fault because I got just freaking crushed at work. Oh, what um, was it? A, what, what was it on the crushability? In yeah. <laughs> it was it was a fourteen out of six two. <laughs> yeah, so we were supposed to leave a lot earlier. Um, we weren't supposed to be going through Cincinnati at freaking rush hour traffic. So, yeah, and it was just, it was just it's super, it was super stressful trying to get out of work at a decent time, and then shit kept kept on happening, and then it was just like, you know, like all of our stuff was packed and ready to go, but still, it's like you got to, you know, drive back home, and then you know, like all that stuff. Yeah. So, yeah. anyways, stress level. I don't want to try, like, I'm sure there's times where I won't be able to avoid that, but if it's going to be, like, a fun trip, I don't want to try to, like, work and then leave that same day. Like, yeah. that's just, I just, that's not fun So, on an ideal time, if you left right now from your house, uh-huh. uh, around your house, I didn't give the next exact address, uh, six-hour trip, 394 uh-huh. miles. Right. Uh, if you flew from Columbus down to Nashville, uh, hour and 10-minute flight. Um, 
that's a direct flight. That's if you can find a direct flight to Nashville. Uh-huh. And that's right. what you run into is do you guys have a carrier that you normally use? Uh, not, not usually I mix it up, whatever's cheapest or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. I think if, if we're, he- if we're heading towards Florida and stuff like that, we'll do Southwest. Mm-hmm. Um, but out going out West, I think it's like American or United. I don't know. No, I ask is, is yes. Google right now is telling me that the flight is only an hour and 10 minutes, but that means you have to be willing to fly at whatever hour that that direct flight is, uh-huh. you know? Uh-huh. And so yeah. to me, when I see a six hour drive, uh, I will always take that over a flight. So anyways, you roll into Nashville and you're all stressed out. So we roll, we roll in to this, this hotel and it's called the Gaylord Opryland hotel and convention center, something like that. And so like we roll in and I'm, I'm tired. I've been driving for seven hours and there's like all these signs. It, it reminds me of like when you when you're coming into an airport and there's just like all these signs of us just like if you want to go this and this and this. Mm-hmm. And it's the first hotel I've ever seen that has Uber and Lyft designated like zones yeah. for you know for them to go pick people up. Um, so like we roll in, pull up, uh, we're. So my mother-in-law and sister and brother-in-law, they had got there a day before us. So they were already checked in and everything. So like they basically just said, go to this room, you know, we'll give you, you know, we'll give you the keys. Um, so like we go in <laughs> and no joke, it probably takes me 15 minutes to find my hotel room. <laughs> Did I not say, did I not say last episode when I was at the Gaylord in Texas that it took me about 15 minutes from my room to the place? (laughs) Right, right. I just got so freaking lost. Yeah. And I, you know, and and that, and that's what was frustrating is I pride myself. I, I, I have usually a really good sense of direction of like what direction I'm facing, how to navigate maps. Hell, I even said like when uh, the cup, you know, when I was talking about our European trip, it's like that's all we did was navigate by maps, mm-hmm. and it was up to me and and Matt to to figure all of that out. <laughs> and so, like, I just kept getting frustrated because these corridors weren't going where I thought they were supposed to go, and you know, and so so I wanna I wanna also paint this picture to our listeners. This isn't just a flat hotel. There is there is a freaking jungle inside of of this hotel. <laughs> there is multiple levels. There uh-huh. is walkways and corridors <laughs> and this and that and you're just just like, you know, and I think even on my best day, I would still have trouble finding my freaking room. But the fact that I just got out of a car for 7 hours and I'm tired and we're rolling luggage behind us and I'm just, just like I was I was literally about to lose my shit because we were getting on elevators and I'm like no this says C4 and we need to be to the garden whatever the fuck garden means like cuz each section of the hotel has different names and uh, it just wears me out just talking about it oh that's amazing okay listeners to put it into context the Gaylord Opry, um, well, one, there are, 
one, two, three, four, five, six of these Gaylord hotels in uh-huh. the United States. There's one in Tennessee or Nashville, one in Florida, uh, one in Texas, one in Maryland, one in Colorado, one in California. They're all massive. And I'm not sure if they started out as Gaylord hotels um, mm. or, you know, they're giant places that got, got turned into these things. Um, now, with that said, uh, the place that Kevin was out had seven floors. This is what's kind of funny is it, you're like, oh, it's a seven floor hotel. That's not very big. Yeah. The number of rooms that people can stay in is 2,888. <laughs> so, Kevin, you used to work at Shaw's in Lancaster. How many rooms yeah. did Shaw's have? So we had we had a staggering uh, 25 rooms. <laughs> <laughs> Which is not small. It's like you go to a hotel and you're like, it might have 50 rooms or 75 rooms. Right. This place has 2,888 rooms. It's essentially... It's essentially like staying at a theme park. That that's what I kind of imagined it being. Because not only do they have all of that, but they also have a massive water park attached to the hotel, mm-hmm. like an indoor outdoor water park. And yeah, it's it it was like it was like literally staying at a theme park. Well, it, it, and it's very similar to um, they don't want you going anywhere else, right? They want right. you to come yeah. to Nashville. Like, yeah, you might go out to see the Cooter Museum. You know, that's the Dukes <laughs> of Hazard Museum. But oh, they shit, want... I missed that one. <laughs> I didn't see that one. You'll have to tell me about but, it. But yeah, but you come back to eat dinner, right? They have 15 restaurants at their hotel. And here, here yeah. it, my, my, my corporate hat gets put on is we have these massive events all over the country and stuff. And... <sighs> As much as I love Chicago, I think it's the coolest city. Um, I think of all the big cities, I'd probably like to live in Chicago way over New York. Sorry, New Yorkers, yeah. but Chicago would be my city. Maybe it's the Midwesterner in me, but right. like Chicago is where I'd go. Um, we went to the W Hotel, and you know it has all this history, blah, blah, blah. And we had our event there, uh, one of our events, and it was just, it was just lacking. Right. Because they had we had the same food three days in a row. You know, mm-hmm. it was like, oh, here's yeah. steak. Here's this. You know, and it was catered and you had to pay for the hotel. What the Gaylord offers and what these convention centers this size offer is they have 15 restaurants. And so it's like you can go and stay there and be like, hey, family, we're going to have seafood tonight. Yeah. Hey, we're going to uh-huh. have this. And you don't have to worry about. Um, exploring the town, right? Like the convention center made it easy for you. It it, it literally is Disney World. Disney World, you uh-huh. go and you are in Disney World, but it's like, right, I'm right. going here, I'm going here, I'm experiencing all these new things, but no, you're really just experiencing Disney World, right? You're not going outside Disney World and going to f- other places in Florida and, and finding uh-huh. a restaurant. Uh-huh. And, and it's that ease of being like, I am in a contained environment. That's why there's this jungle <laughs> of <Yeah>. like... <laughs> They, I, I, I would love to know the stats of people that visit Gaylord and, and the jungle area that Kevin's talking about is like this really cool because not only is it a jungle, but it's like enclosed in the giant atrium. Like there, it, there's uh-huh. no sky. Like it, it's this glass dome yeah, that yeah. comes over the thing and stuff. And I bet, like I would, I, I should say, I would love to know the stats of how many tourists 
come and literally just stay in the hotel and never leave. Right. right. Like they're there for three days, five days, whatever. They're just like. Right. Th- these are the people that will take a tour bus outside, right? They'll, they'll, they'll go see, uh-huh. Uh-huh. you know, something outside and they'll drive by like, oh, this is where so-and-so recorded it. But then they'll go right back to the hotel. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it just, it, it just reminded, it also kind of reminded me of, so there was this really crappy movie in the 90s with Polly Shore in it. And it was called Biodome. And the plot was that basically Polly Shore gets locked into this biodome for a year and, and can't escape. And so it's like this big like greenhouse uh I, I don't I don't know what you want to call it. But so that's what it kind of reminded me of. It's just like, oh, this is fantasy land. It's just like you have everything you need. You don't need to leave the building, you know. <laughs> I'm sorry, Tori, for the the blasphemy that uh, Kevin just said about really crappy movie called Biodome. <laughs> I just want to lay that out there. Next time you see Tori, you're gonna have to apologize to him. <laughs> yeah, which I didn't re- I didn't realize this, but Tenacious D was in Biodome. Yep. yep. Yeah, they're in. The, it was like their first appearance in the, or something. Yeah. So it's the mid '90s. Uh, the hippie scene is making a comeback, right? That's why we talked about our music past. There were so many jam bands we listened to. Dave Matthews uh-huh. was a number one touring act. And yeah. people make fun of that now, but like it is weird to think about that the mid-90s is what birthed bands like Fish and Dave Matthews. Yeah. Uh-huh. It was a kind of resurgence of the late 60s uh, hippie-esque type thing, right? It was a it was a, a reaction to the Reagan 80s of mm-hmm. big business, whatever, you know, everything else. Mm-hmm. Um, so Tenacious D literally opens the movie with, like, some hippie campus. There, there's, like, hacky sack players and everything. And Tenacious D is just playing in the background, and they're playing one of their songs. And it's only, like, a 30-second clip or something. I can't. I haven't seen okay. Biodome in 15 years. But I know. It, it is. <laughs> it, it, it's it's worth looking up just because uh, it's right, funny and stuff. Right. But, but, yeah, Kevin is right. Biodome, which is, like, uh, a biodome is a real thing it's a closed ecological system you know like, yeah uh-huh. i think nasa started it where it's like okay if we landed on mars and we needed to like grow potatoes and everything and stuff right we need right. to block people off and so the the concept of the movie is Polly short and his uh, uh friend i think it was one of the baldwin brothers or whatever but they get locked in and they're like oh man shit we're locked in this biodome <laughs> like yeah oh. and then hilarity ensues right cuz yeah, they don't yeah. want to open it for 6 months or a year or whatever it is right right <laughs> but kevin's and, right and, when you're in there you feel like you're locked in it's like don't uh-huh. go anywhere yeah. nope we have well, all the restaurants you, you, <laughs> you you have all of these like living plants and they they look beautiful you know i mean they take so <laughs> great care of them but you're like you're in a building. It's just, it's <laughs> crazy. <laughs> What's your next beer, Kevin? So my next one is I am drinking 19 Crimes, uh, and it is the IPA. So I've had the 19 Crimes Pale Ale in a previous episode, but this is their IPA version. And those that are not familiar, 19 Crimes started out with as a uh, maker of wine, and they have these really cool augmented reality labels uh, that you download an app, and the the prisoner kind of comes to life 
Um, so they've kind of delved into the the beer aspect. Mm-hmm. He's like, and he's so like, the, oi, yeah. I killed me a strangler from last night. And, yeah. <laughs> oh, I, I don't know if we talked about this, but are these real crimes that happened and they're just recreating them or are they like making it up? Uh, that is a good question. I don't know. I think they're supposed to be real crimes, yeah. but maybe that maybe that not. would make sense because that'd be a lot cooler. Like, oh, there was this guy that like right. know, did this and stuff, right? But, yeah, now, I mean, uh, they the, they kind of tell their story when yeah. they come to life, so I would imagine that they're they're kind of cool real crimes. All right, so on the crushability index of uh, out of six, where again we're sealing land grants okay. crushability okay. scores. What would you give uh, the 19 crimes? I'm going to say this is a four. Ooh. Yeah, this is a lot more crushable. This is some crushability. (laughs) (laughs) All right. I am now adding on our beer tab a crushability score. Crushability (laughs) score. (laughs) Oh, shit. Uh, That's awesome. Because you gave that first one a one or two. No, I I think I gave that a three. Okay, so this is definitely more crushable than four. the last one. Yeah, and I gave mine a one just because I was like, you yeah, don't right. want to crush it, right? Um, okay, so that that stems into mine, which mine is um the same brewery. It's the Evil Twin Brewing again. Mm-hmm. It is the Irish ish coffee stout. Um. <laughs> <laughs> And I love I love how our last episode you were talking about how you don't really like coffee. No, 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 no. You have <laughs> I, no. If you remember, I said I like coffee stouts. I uh, the reason I don't like coffee is because of the aftertaste. Ah, so okay. coffee stouts never give me that aftertaste, except for okay. that one that I had okay. last episode where I was like, "Ooh, this is just coffee," and then I would drink it, and it, my mouth would taste like coffee, and I was like, "Breathing yeah. coffee." <laughs> um, and so that's why I'm like, I do like coffee stouts. Okay. But anyways, yeah, this Continue. one is yeah. an imperial stout brute. <laughs> uh, I'm reading the description here on on Brew Advocate, and, and, and this is what I love is well, again, let's repeat the name. It's Irish ish coffee stout. Okay, so they were like, hmm, we're gonna have an Irish coffee stout ish, <laughs> <laughs> but it's an imperial stout brewed with lactose, um, sugar, nutmeg, vanilla, medium toast, oak spirals, and coffee. Uh, from Tandem Coffee, and I don't know who Tandem Coffee is. Have you ever heard of them, uh, Kevin? And uh, uh, no. Tandem Coffee. Anyways, this right here is the perfect example of a coffee stout that I like. I get that flavor of coffee um, that I like the the front forward facing uh, flavor with none of the oh my now my mouth tastes like uh, I don't even know what I want to describe uh, coffee mouth taste as like uh, you know a rat pooped in my mouth and left this <laughs> <laughs> thing th- this present here for me to taste for the rest of the day uh, this does not give me that <laughs> so <laughs> yeah um now now here here is the kicker um i have not had dinner tonight so okay after that first imperial wedding cake break that was 11 and a half percent I'm feeling pretty good right now, Kevin. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Katie had some of it, but I definitely had like 80% of the can. Okay. So, so I'm feeling okay. pretty good. So right now, right now, dear listeners, Irish-ish coffee stout gets a six out of six crushability yeah. from Michael. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> I'm sure I'll change that at another day, but right now it's a six. Woo. 
Yes. It's really good, though. But Uh Uh-huh. All right, back to our story. Back to the, the gay lord. You've, you finally, after uh, uh, 40 days and 40 nights, have found your room. Yes. <laughs> we finally find the room. It is like 10 o'clock at night at this time, which I did not realize this, but Nashville is actually an hour behind uh, here in Ohio. So you actually gain an hour going to Nashville and you lose an hour coming back. So that was kind of nice driving there because yeah. it was just like, oh, you know, we're, you know, we're good. We're, we're not going to get there as late as what we thought. Yeah. We were and I'll, I'll, I'll add, I get that constantly, constantly, because a huge portion of my team works in Chicago uh-huh. and they're an hour back. Right. Right. They just assume, which probably rightly so, I guess, that Columbus is a Midwestern city. They're going to be an hour back. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. And I, I. I just have to slyly always remind people, nope, we're on Eastern time, you know? Yeah. So, so they'll schedule meetings at 5 or 5.30, and I'm like, I'm right. done at 5.30. Like, <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. like, and they're like, oh, wait, really? Columbia? You know, I'm like, yeah, we're like, we're like six hours from you. <laughs> like, to the, <laughs> you know, it's not directly to the East, but you get the point right. and stuff. It's like, you, right. you guys are so close to the time border. It's not like, oh, I'm out in the middle of nowhere. That's, you know, it's like, they should know, but I don't know. Yeah. They're a city yeah. that thinks everybody should be their time and stuff. But yeah, go ahead. Yeah. So, so yeah, we, we get there and uh, immediately... We're like, okay, like we put our bags down and there is a Jack Daniels branded like restaurant bar in the the hotel. Um, so we we Melissa and I go down there and we get a drink. Um, and we just like there's like a, a guy playing acoustic guitar, like playing and singing and stuff, so so like immediately we get there, but we also like we're like we got to make the most of it. Let's you know, you know, live it up. Let's you know we're tired, but we'll we'll still go listen to music. So that was kind of the culmination of that first Thursday uh, in there. So did you at least loosen up from your trip a little bit? You're like I'm just gonna sleep. Uh, you know, yeah, like, you know. How bad yeah. is that trip mess you up? Like, like, are you just like, are you mad at Melissa? You know, or are you just like, don't talk to me? Like, how do you react to situations like that? Where, uh, um, I, I, it's weird because it's like I got I like. I feel like I kind of maybe take it out on her a little bit, Mm -hmm. but also like, um, you know, just like that kind of like, you don't like, I am, (laughs) I am the captain of the ship. I have to like figure out like all of this stuff. Like you're just like laying back and and, now I will ask. So your epic journey to find your hotel room and you, Kevin, Uh Jay Murphy are, priding yourself that i've been in europe i right right navigated the most navigatable things yeah <laughs> like does melissa stay silent or is she like i think we we're supposed to go that way and you're like shut up woman <laughs> or well, like yeah like at what no, point it, are you like i i'm lost 
so it was uh, she she interjects doubt in my my um ability to like try to think of like okay i think this corridor goes like there to the right and then back to the left and then she's like well i think it goes to the right and you know it's like sometimes that she is right with that but other times it's not like she's always you know like she is always right with that but then there's other times where it's like well maybe if i was like actually like trying to to think about things then you know um i would have that that was correct but i will say this i didn't realize i had to take like four levels of escalators to get to the floor level that i needed <laughs> to get to like you know because you're looking at this just this overview two-dimensional map and it's uh-huh. like showing you like all of this stuff but there's no way to like think that okay this corridor uh-huh. is really you can't get to that corridor because that corridor is three uh-huh. levels up from where you're at kevin you know? there now to bring it back to stuff we've talked about there was a video game that tackled this perfectly and it was metroid prime because remember yeah. <laughs> there's yeah. multi-level deep and you had this 3d map and it's kind of like looked over now of like yeah people being like forgetting that because that's you so much oh i need a 3d yeah. map but no like it was so revolutionary that that game could be like oh i'm here but i'm actually like four levels up from there and it's like oh how do right. i navigate that and stuff and right yeah, right the gaylord hotel needs to play metroid prime yeah <laughs> and just steal their map and then you would have yeah. been like oh yeah here we go just like metro prime baby <laughs> right <laughs> well well let me let me just also include this so they have an app that you can download, and the app will give you turn-by-turn directions uh, while walking through the hotel of how to get to places inside the hotel. <laughs> Kevin, I'm I, like, I'm seriously so glad that you experienced this because this is exactly what I was talking about. Where I was like, I had to walk 15 minutes from point A right. to point B, right, um, and. It's ridiculous. The app is called Navigate Gaylord Hotels. Like, they yeah. had to create an app because their hotels are so stupid and large and ridiculous <laughs> that they were like, oh, and here's what's awesome about this app. This app has two stars out of five stars. <laughs> yeah. So I'm guessing the app wasn't as helpful as no. the uh, Gaylord Hotels were hoping it would be, right? No, no, because it, it uses your GPS location still. And so, yes, these are giant hotels, but, you know, when you start traversing different levels, it, I don't, I don't know. Which everyone, everyone, become... just so everyone knows, I, I don't know if everyone does, your GPS location is not accurate within five feet around you. Uh-huh. It's accurate within yeah. maybe 50 or 100 feet around you. Right, right. And so for the fact that... A hotel was like, oh, yeah, you're here. And you're like, I mean, you've probably run into it. You order an Uber. You order a uh-huh. Lyft. And it's like, no, yeah. I'm not on that side of the street. I'm on this side right. of the street. You have to move it. Right. right. Well, and no, what's another thing frustrating is I ordered an Uber at the hotel. 
And inside the Uber app, it was just like, where are you at? And I'm like, I'm at the Cascades uh, lobby. Like I even told the Uber app I was at Cascades lobby. And I still had to get on the phone with the Uber driver and begin like, oh, I'm I'm over here, you know, like so it it doesn't it doesn't matter, you know. So we we did lots of things. We we toured the Country Music Hall of Fame. We got to tour RCA's Studio B, which is the only studio that's for public tour. Um, which is really cool. There's lots of famous people that have recorded there, um, like Dolly Parton, Elvis Presley. Um, but Melissa and I had split off on Saturday night, and so we we had a, a really nice dinner um, at at this restaurant in the Gulch, as I was saying before. And then the Gulch is not too far from um, Broadway. Which Broadway is like essentially Bourbon Street uh, in New Orleans. It is just like where the party is, and and and, so- and, <laughs> and Broadway was where I was saying like it's the street where you go, and it's like it is the Bourbon Street, like you just said, it's the Bourbon Street of Nashville. Uh, yeah, for or it's the Bourbon Street. Of New Orleans for Nashville, right? It is like things are happening, you know, on there. Right. And so we get down to Broadway, and it is just packed. Just, and this was was Saturday night. Mm -hmm. So, of course, it was packed. But, I mean, it was, it was, it was just insanely packed. And they actually, had put out um, like barriers into the street just because there wasn't enough room on the sidewalks uh-huh. because there was that that many people like walking up and down. So each bar on Broadway has three levels, and there is a band playing on each level <laughs> of this bar. So it is just this like okay, this band's rocking out. Mm-hmm. Go up. You go up the stairs, that band's rocking out. You go up the stairs, that band, you know, it's just, it was just insane. But also it was kind of like I was over it really quickly just because the clusterfuck of people, Yep, you know, like it was just like, this is cool, but I just want to find a spot that we can chill. Yep. And, you know, it was just. But I, it was hilarious, hilarious okay. to people watch for sure. No, I I had the exact same reaction. It's this really amazing thing to see, and Kevin uh-huh. is not joking. There will be a live full band on floor one. You walk up one floor, and there will be probably an acoustic player, and you only hear them. You might hear the other band like in the background, but like it is like the sound is so loud. And then you go oh, up yeah. to another level, and it's another band. And then yeah. you're just like, holy shit! And everything is packed. There's lots of dude bros everywhere. They're all cr- yeah. they're all crushing their crushability index, you know. And it's just like, it, it is overwhelming. It, it it really is because it's so it's so freaking loud too, mm-hmm. you know. It because is. it's just like the 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 like. So for instance, we we found a table at one of these bars, and we were on the second level. Okay, and so like the band, the band was getting ready to play on the second level, 
meanwhile, I can hear the band, like the reverberations from the band <laughs> from the first level, not to mention they're blasting out the PA. They have like Spotify or something playing on the <laughs> PAs until the band on the second level goes on. Yeah, yeah. They're like, so, they're like, Kevin, we got, we can't have our folks not be listening to music while they're yeah. waiting for the next band. <laughs> Oh man! And this band, they were they were the 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 band that we actually watched. They were they were hilarious to watch. Mm-hmm. It just reminds me of like you know like the the one guitar player he had sunglasses on the whole time. Mm. You know, <laughs> uh, but yeah, he's like, y- hey. you know what they. They know they know how to play to the crowds because yeah. no, they do, man. I mean, and, and yeah. nothing against none, nothing against any of those guys that do that, or even those gals. Basically, like we 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 watch the band play a little bit, but it's it's just too it's just too insane. Like I don't I don't understand. Like I don't know. Like. I don't want to sound old here, but like maybe maybe that would have been really fun when I was like twenty one. You know, I I don't know. I just don't see how like being just like packed in with people is like fun. You know, but um. So I told I told Melissa I said this is cool, but you know, like let's just you know figure out to get. And at this point. At this point, is it just you, and Melissa? It's not the other family members, uh, right? Yeah, it's just Melissa. Like we, this was just something that we split off and. and at did any ourselves. point, were you and Matt like, "Sorry, ladies, we're heading out"? No, no, because it was actually funny. Um, the, kind of a side story, but Matt actually took a flight out of <laughs> out of Nashville on Saturday. He flew up to Detroit. Um, because you can get direct flights from Nashville to Detroit, but you can't get them to Columbus because he had a he had a thing he had to get back to and in, in, in uh, Toledo. So um, Matt wasn't there the whole the whole time. Um, so. Was it a Ben Folds concert in Toledo? And th- <laughs> no, it was not a Ben Folds concert. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Matt, but uh, that sounds awesome. I, I yeah. I'm gonna in my mind it was a Ben Folds concert. It's cool. Okay, okay. I love you, but man. he probably would have. <laughs> um, yeah. So, anyways, Melissa and I split off, and after after like a beer or two, we're just it was just like again. I don't want to sound old, but it was just so freaking loud. I mean, it was just yeah. like everything was just shaking and vibrating and just crowd noises and they're you know so next to vegas nashville is the second most popular place for bachelorette parties so there was probably i no joke probably 16 bachelorette parties that i saw that night so it was just like I was like, all right, let's get an Uber back to the Gaylord, and we can just like go back to our Jack Daniels bar, <laughs> where there's just like an acoustic player, you know. So we worked our way, um, and and that's another thing that's funny is so the there is uh, electric scooters everywhere, mm-hmm. and so like you know there's just they're just everywhere. Mm-hmm. 
And, you know, so you're like, you're trying to like get out of Dodge, so to speak, with on Broadway. And there's just like drunk people on freaking birds. And and (laughs) some of them, they're called like bolts. And I don't think they have lime down there, but they have all these electric scooters and like, you know, just people are just like a hot mess. And so, like, we we walk over and we order our Uber and then, like, we go home. <laughs> or, we, you know, we go back to the, the Gaylord. But I was talking to the Uber driver because traffic through Broadway at that time was just, I mean, it just was not moving, you know. And, like, you have crazy, like, party wagons and then you have, like, you know, just, like, you know, the jacked up rides that have all the neon lights on them <laughs> and everything. And, um, and I was talking to the Uber driver and the Uber driver's like, yeah, he's like so many people want to be picked up on Broadway. And when I call him, I say, literally just walk two blocks Mm -hmm. in any direction. And that will save you 30 minutes (laughs) on your, your ride, because that's just how ridiculously packed that area is. Like I was saying earlier, um, I was just kind of in awe of how talented everybody was. And it kind of like, you you know, like even, even Matt, you know, Matt's not much of a a country listener um, as like I am, but um, it's just, it's one of those things where it's, you, you can really appreciate it. It's like, you don't necessarily listen to it all the time, but you, you appreciate it and you appreciate the kind of the, um, you know, the, um, just the, the place that it has in, in the, the grand scope of things. Mm-hmm. You um, appreciate the talent and the musicality of something, you know? It, exactly. Exactly. And, you know, it just, it made me think like, I don't know, like it just, I just feel like I have a different perspective on things. Like I know that kind of sounds weird because that's not really what we've ever done and stuff but it's just like i was i was talking so all of the uber drivers were like just super cool like people that like that this was like their side hustle is they were uber drivers Mm -hmm. but they were also like something else and i was talking to the the one uber driver and i was telling them the the same thing that i'm telling you is i'm just so impressed by everybody and i and he was just saying like you know, kind of to make it in this town, you just have to have this unwavering belief in yourself. And I'm just like, whoa, (laughs) like that is crazy because it, it, but it makes total sense. Like you have to, you have to believe what you're doing is something, you know? (laughs) And that I guess is something that I've never thought. Yeah. I never, you know, I never thought that, you know, me being in a band or something was something, Mm -hmm. you know, I, and so it just kind of just made me kind of think. Because why else, to them, people that move there, right? Why else would you move there? Mm -hmm. Unless you actually, you know, were like, I'm doing this. Right, right. And, And did you and Melissa ever watch or see the tv show nashville no but i actually kind of want to watch it now i think 
Kevin, now that you've watched or not, yeah, now that you've watched Nashville, uh, now <laughs> you you can live now. Now that you've experienced Nashville, at least the first few seasons, uh huh. Um, and I'll post a link to uh, this Nashville TV show. I think it's super amazing. It, it's really good. It kind of shows you that perspective of that world, right? And just recommended and it kind of falls off a little bit after a while and stuff but definitely that first season i think give it a shot if you you know uh-huh. you'll probably like it and stuff especially looking yeah at the show. yeah but um yeah that's yeah i mean it, well think about it. it nashville um la you know if you're an actor right and right. you're like i have right. to believe in myself because if you don't what are you doing you know like Right. Why are you here? And, and you those know. people, that girl singing I Hope You Dance, uh-huh. she's singing I Hope You Dance because that's what people know. And they right. want to hear that song at whatever random bar. But she's like, I'm using this as a means to get me so that I'm singing my own song. Right. You know? Right. And she's like, my goal is to be on Taylor Swift level or whatever it is, right? Like, uh-huh. Maybe not pop uh-huh. star, but like Carrie Underwood. You know, like I'm I'm gun- gunning for Gary- Carrie Underwood. You know, like, and if you're not thinking that way, why are you in? Why did you move to Nashville? Right? Yeah. Like, <laughs> right. You know. Yeah. Like what? Yeah. Why are you here? Yeah. But it just it re- it really made me. I don't know. Like I just I feel like I have a different. I don't know. Like. One part of me wants to, like, one part of me feels that that I'm not worthy of being a musician, and then another part of me wants to, like, just... Go balls fucking, out. <laughs> yeah, go balls out, you know? Yeah. Because, I mean... Now, because I, I, I asked that question in our... our bands episode right like you know what did you expect to what was your goals for this gift that you had right right and now that you're you went to nashville you have a different perspective of it yeah and 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 it's like you know it kind of makes me think um when my daughter is 15 Uh uh-huh that's when I want to take her to Nashville or New Orleans right. or Austin, right? If she's a musician, she might not be at all. But let's just say that she's interested uh-huh. in playing guitar or whatever. Right. She's she's right. interested in being a singer. Uh-huh. That is when I'm going to be like, let's go to one of these music cities. And yeah. you just experience... Yeah, those cities are fun because you can get drunk. Like 90% of the people on that street on Broadway... We're getting drunk uh-huh. and just being like, right. yeah, play right. this song, play this song, <laughs> you know, uh, but um, 90% of the performers there are only doing that because they hope to, you know, that's just their night job. That's, that's, yeah, that's the, the mo we play from right. 10 to two. We work from uh, noon till four. Yeah. You know, yep. the mo is like, hey, we we would play this gig on Saturday nights every Saturday because right. our real goal right. was to during the day we're writing this music and we're playing and stuff. Um and I I, I think like when you're a teenager or whatever, that's that's the key thing. And what's what's great is like um you're experiencing that. Yeah, you're in your early thirties, but like 
I don't think you should ever say that you're. I don't know what term you used, like uh, a fake. Or, what did you say? Like you were like, I either want to be this or I want to be this. What was that? Like that 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 I'm not like worthy. worthy yeah, uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, like. Not, I don't know. What do you want to be worthy of? You want to be worthy yeah. of... Because, um, again, remember, Kevin, just like L.A., just like actors, they're, for every Chris Pratt <laughs> that comes out, right, there uh-huh. are probably 1,000, 10,000, 100,000. Who knows? There's a crap ton of very similar-looking dudes, very similar funny dudes, right. very similar right. talented dudes that just didn't get that one break right yeah like, yeah and so it's like you might be able to go to nashville and be like oh i can play just as good as that guy but that guy's in nashville trying to do it right right like right. Are, are you willing to take that step i'm sure there's people in columbus that's like man that guy is the best bassist i've ever seen in my life but he's yeah. like you know what i like working my nine to five job and on friday yeah. nights i play my fucking crunchy groove and i'm good to go you know like right right <laughs> So, I, but yeah, it just it it just makes me think of like back to kind of like what that Uber driver was saying. It's just like you just have to have an unwavering belief in yourself. Yeah, and I mean it's so true because there is a thousand other people just like you trying to do it, do the exact same yeah. thing, and I cannot imagine how difficult it has to be for females in that city. Because, you know, they they have to go through so much more like, oh, you're not pretty enough. Mm-hmm. You, you know, you don't you you know, you're not more you're you're not marketable. You're not this. You're not this. You know, it's just like, man, it's just like it's great. Like I've never witnessed just such a kind of competitive mm-hmm level and as what that's why what I, I saw adam and i always joke that like we had the bodies of a country singer you know right. like <laughs> like the the country singer boys don't need to do that they can wear they can be overweight and still wear tight jeans and girls uh-huh. are like Ooh, but the yeah. country girl singers <laughs> right. they need to be fit as like pop singers right <laughs> right right but yeah absolutely but it just it kind of it kind of made me like i don't know like melancholy about your own musical life yeah exactly that is perfect the way you just said that yeah yeah like it's not like um that's a good point kevin because like i am a good guitarist right i'm not Uh an amazing guitarist i'm not right ever going to be on rolling stones top 100 but i remember explicitly telling nate probably when we were 16 or 17 my goal if i was going to be a musician was to never be the front man or the lead guitarist or anything like that my Uh goal was to find some person that was so amazing that i could be a part of right like i would be taylor swift's guitarist right that'd that'd be a perfect example taylor swift has a guitarist and I'm making this up, but let's say that she's been with him for 15 years. Nobody knows who the guitarist is, except for uh-huh. a certain group of people, right? Right. But right. like, that would have been amazing. Like, I'm a musician doing something. I'm I'm good enough to be 
a part of a very popular person, but I'm not, yeah. I'm not good enough to be the person. I'm not David Gilmore. I'm not Eric Clapton. I'm not going to ever be that person. Right. Mm. But like, if I could be like, Hey, you know what? I'm in this traveling band for so-and-so, you know, I'm on the basis for Taylor Swift. I'm the basis for so-and-so. You right. Know? And it's just right. like, that would have been my goal when I was that age. But when I was 18 trying to make my life decision about where I'm going uh-huh. in my life, I was like, well, yeah. that's a fantasy, right? Right, and I think, right. I think, truthfully, if I had gone to Nashville or New Orleans or any of those music cities and seen those people doing that and seeing that, oh, wait, they're only 19. That girl uh-huh. saying, I, 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 I hope you dance, she's like 20. Right. Like, I... I probably would have been like i think i need to move to nashville or i i right. think i need to move to austin or i think I, you know like something yeah. where it's just like yeah hey these people are doing it you know and now uh-huh. when we're in our mid-30s it's like hey that's awesome and so what i i kind of wonder if you're feeling right now is like a tinge of well shit <laughs> like <laughs> yeah did i miss my um you know my calling that i wasn't sure i knew about until i went here you know yeah, well, yeah, I mean, I I kind of there was all all of this like fractured memory stuff from like my time at Hawking, mm-hmm. you know, because all of the big, you know, record labels are down there, all of all of the big music publishing mm-hmm. labels are down there, and I I remember the names, but I don't remember what they did. And so that that is kind of like what made me kind of feel like that a little bit is like I used to be in it and I'm not anymore. And so, you know, kind of where do I kind of like, where do I go from here type of thing? (laughs) You know, like, yeah, it's just, it's, it's weird. Here, here, here's like a a thing to think about. Um, I think you pivot, right? You were coming from it from a, I used to be uh, going to college for music production, et cetera, whatever it was. I learned about all this stuff back then. And I think you're coming at it now where you're saying like, oh, I missed, I missed something in my life because of X, Y, Z, whatever it is. Right. Uh Um, But, you know, what's cool about Nashville, et cetera, is what skills have you gained since then? Right. You uh-huh. have become something that like when you talked, if I would have asked Hawking College, Kevin, what he'd be doing in 10 years, uh, 15 years, however long it's been, he would have never, ever, ever, ever had said CFP. Right. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. He'd be like, I don't make any money. Why would I ever? Yeah. Like, you know, like shit. shit. <laughs> I don't make any money. Um, but like. Like, there's always an opportunity for you to twist it, right? Like, not saying you guys should move to Nashville, but you could be like, hey, you know what? CFPs need to be down there. Like, there's a lot of money down there. You know, like that type of thing, you know? And so... That's the the thing I was noticing, though, is... And I was actually talking to the other CFP in our office on, on Monday, and I said, you know, there's... Because being a musician requires a kind of niche market for financial planning you know because you're getting all of these 1099s you're you know you're getting all of this kind of various level and i saw advertisements down there for like you know you do the music we handle the finances 
And so, and she was telling me about a person that was in a band that actually realized the trials and tribulations that, that, you know, touring musicians have with like managing money and all of that stuff. And uh, she said the guy would actually do it in the back of the tour bus. He would like help out other like musicians, you know, help them with their, their finances and stuff. So, but yeah, it's, it's crazy. It's, it's yeah. All right, man. I was going to say, are you ready for another, but I think we need to end it with a song after that. Okay. And I don't think the song can be um, couch porch, uh, EDM or whatever you like. Yeah. <laughs> so so I know the perfect song to to end this episode with. And it just so happens that this artist was uh recorded at RCA Studio B. So the song is Jim Reed Eastbound and Down. <laughs> They say can't be done We've got a long way to go And a short time to get there I'm eastbound just like no bandit run Keep your foot hard on the pedal Some never mind them brakes Let it all hang out cause we gotta run to make The boys are thirsty in Atlanta And there's beer in Texarkana And we'll bring it back no matter what it takes Eastbound and down are we gonna do what they say can't be done? We've got a long way to go and a short time to get there. I'm eastbound just watch your bandit run. Kevin, you ready for another? 